1: Takeover
2: for two exciting nights. Without any further ado, I'd like to turn things over to Paul Triple H Levesque.
3: Thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate you joining us. Um, I, I say a lot of how excited we are, but this one is, is really special. Um, you know, coming into NXT Takeover, stand and deliver for the first time for us. Two nights back to back with a lot of uh, things happening in our world right now. With to change to Peacock, um, which is very exciting and an amazing opportunity for everybody. The ability to do two nights, uh, first night on the 7th, leading into the second night on the 8th, but the first night being a simulcast on both USA and Peacock in the US, still on the WWE Network internationally, um, and with partners, depending on where you are, On the ace, on Peacock domestically, uh, and same uh, again internationally for everybody. This is uh, to me one of the biggest events in NXT history, not only the size of it, with having two separate nights and 10 different uh, matches that uh, probably any one of them could steal the show. It's, it's very, very exciting to be able to have an event so big that we can have matches like Walter and Champa for the NXT uh, UK Championship on night one, to have Pete Dunne versus Kushida from a technical standpoint or, you know, with, with the style that they do, almost uh, very much a dream match, uh, straight through to Io Shirai, uh, one of the greatest female performers on the planet, along with Raquel Gonzalez, who has really come along in the last year to be a force to be reckoned with in NXT. Um, it's it's a spectacular night, and that's just night one. So when you get into night two, and you get into that level of Escobar and Devlin in a ladder match for the championship, the cruiserweight championship, you get into Finn Balor and Karrion Cross over the NXT championship and then a a match that's many, many years in the making and has a lot of emotional stakes to it of Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole unsanctioned in that second night. It it speaks to the depth of NXT, to the depth of the storytelling, and um, really proud of this card and and this event and and where it's going to go, and uh, I think that we have a lot of momentum happening right now and the very excited about the opportunity to switch to Tuesdays with a lead in from Monday night and night and, and everything else. So, uh, exciting times. And I am going to, uh, with that said, uh, the one thing I want to mention before we open it up to calls is a little bit unique because of the two day event, there will be two, one hour live three shows that will air leading into each night. So, um, those pre-show specials will be hosted by Sam Roberts and will feature uh, WWE legend, Mickey James, combat sports commentator and, and former competitor, Jimmy Smith, and LA Times ESPN and Sports Illustrated's own Arash Marchese um, to round out those shows and, and really bring some depth to the cards and what you can look forward to, to in those events. We'll also be uh, Tuesday doing a special press event that will be the top talent from NXT TakeOver both nights. Um, PR, our, our uh, public relations team, will be in touch with all of you um, for invites and for how you can submit questions, but we'll be doing that press event and, and uh, putting it out on Tuesday, and I'm really looking forward to be able to give a lot of the international media that maybe don't always get that opportunity the chance to connect, um, with the superstars, uh, of NXT and take over stand and deliver. Not, not just from where they are from, but but the international media connect, whether that's talent from the U S or whether that's the international talent themselves. So, um, I'm just uh, looking to give you all that opportunity to connect in a way that you haven't had before. So, um, That will all be taking place, um, and you'll be finding out more information on it in the coming days. So, with that, I'm going to open it up to questions, and um, thank you all for being a part.
2: All right, everybody. We'll keep it one question for Ali, please. Thank you. And if you'd like to ask a question, simply press the star key followed by the digit one on your telephone keypad. Also, if you're using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to reach our equipment. Once again, star one at this time, we'll pause for a moment. And we'll first hear from Jason Powell of ProWrestling.net. Hey, hello, Jason. how are you? I'm great. Michelle?
3: Doing great, thank you. So, when you guys make the move to Tuesdays, there is actually going to be, as I'm sure you know, a, a pro wrestling show on broadcast or cable television five nights a week. And obviously, that's good as far as there being a lot of jobs available. But is that amount of content good for the industry overall, or does it become overkill, or it starts to become detrimental? I, I mean, I'm, Plus you live in a different place, and I do, know one forces me to watch anything. Um, it's availability. It's having it there. You can watch um, with the internet, with the network, with Peacock, with YouTube. You watch any content you want anytime you want to watch it, pretty much from anywhere in the world on any device. Um, it hasn't seemed... That availability and that accessibility hasn't seemed to damage people's appetite or desire um, for anything. You know, it, to me, it's 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 all available 24/7, and and uh, the world is becoming less and less of a you must watch at this time. Um, I think some people are slower to adapt to that, and others are are there with it, but. You know, as you see that moving forward, that the ability for people to be able to watch something um, when they want to watch it, when and where. Um, so I, I don't think that's an issue for me at all. It's good you want to watch it if you don't like it, or it's not your cup of tea, or you like something else, you switch to something else. That's uh, that's always been television. There's a sitcom on TV somewhere every single night. There's news on every five seconds. There are 24-hour news channels. You know it is what it is, and uh, you find and want to watch what you want to watch.
2: All right, thanks for the time. Thank
3: you, Jason.
2: And next, we'll hear from uh, Vicente Beltrán Díaz of Marcus Spain. Hello, Paul. Hello. I'm great. Uh, Hello, How are you? All, uh, very good. Thank you so much. I would like, first of all. Uh, to say congratulations for the amazing work that the company is doing throughout this whole pandemic situation. Uh, it's been a blessing for, uh, for all of us, so thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, my question is, um, keeping in mind that the Cruiserweight Championship has been defended on NXT and NXT UK, and also the NXT UK Championship is being defended at NXT TakeOver next week, is there any chance to see also the Heritage Cup defended on NXT in the future? Yeah,
3: you know, I I, do, I think I think any of that is an, is an, a possibility. I think that as the world opens up, obviously we've had limitations with
2: the pandemic
3: and travel and everything else. Luckily, um, in this time frame, we were able to plan ahead and we were able to get Walter and we were able to get Jordan Devlin um, here. You know, those are have been difficult things and difficulties within what we do. Um, there's a lot of stuff we would like to do, just can't get to. So I, I do think that's a possibility. I think the possibility of, um, as you saw before the pandemic, um, the undisputed era at the time, taking on Imperium in the UK, I think, uh, all of those things are on the table. And to me, those are very exciting opportunities as, uh, WWE grows around the globe, as we continue to localize. Again, speaking outside of the pandemic in, in markets, um, I think you'll see more and more in those opportunities of, you know, whether it's uh, competitors in India being able to come here or us being able to send competitors there, whether it's um, other markets, you know, Mexico, Australia, Japan, whatever it is, and for us to be able to have that interaction with each other and to be able to travel and, and uh, create those, those matches around the world. That, that's the intent. So um, it's just a matter of how quickly we can get there, given all the circumstances of today's world.
2: Thank you so much, sir. Thank you. And next we'll hear from Kenny McIntosh of Sport UK. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Kenny. I'm good. Hey, good to talk- I'm good, thank you. Good to talk to you. I wanted to ask you about um, Undertaker... Uh, made some comments earlier on this year, about he thought that WWE's product was a little bit too soft.
3: And I know a lot of people have kind of had stuff to say about it from Drew McIntyre to edge. I wondered what you thought about his comments and if there's any update on maybe him coming down to NXT to work, work with some people. If there's any update on that. Yeah. You know, uh, everybody has opinions of the business and, um, yeah, the, the business always morphs and changes and people have opinions And, um, you can agree with them. You can disagree with them. Taker has always been one of those guys that's very bluntly honest. And the great thing about him though, is he's bluntly honest with an opinion. Here's how I think it should be. And here's how I could help you to get there. So he's wide open to all of that. His, his comments and his intentions are always with the best of, of intent or, um, desire to improve. Um, and I do believe he has a, a wealth of knowledge that if he speaks, you know, that there are certain guys in the business that if they speak, they've been around a long time, seen a lot of things, and they've earned the right to if they speak, you listen, and you take their point of view, and you work with it. Uh, he's one of those guys for sure. So um, if, he, if he says it and believes that there's something to it, um, Then again, every generation is different and what people are willing to accept in generations. You know, um, everybody believes that certain generations of music are better than others too. And at the end of the day, all of this is opinion. We all like what we like. We all dislike what we dislike. um, and, And we give our opinions on it. And it really comes down to what do the masses of people like. The successful companies have, you know... Um, that they, they can tap in long-term to the masses of people and, and get the most people to, um, to buy into, to like, to uh, want to participate with today's product. So, you know, that's where it's at. And, and again, for Taker, I absolutely respect his opinion and uh, take, it, take, a, take it into account and uh, look forward to working with him on making it all better on every level. Thanks.
2: Next, we hear from Gary Cassidy of Inside the Ropes. Hey Gary. Hi, Paul. Thanks for taking the time. So I just wanted to ask, obviously, we've had some pretty big news today that Chris Jericho is going to be appearing on the WWE Network. Obviously, NXT is moving to Tuesdays. I know this is a question you've heard a lot, but I feel like it's worth asking again now that we've had a few more developments. Might this be a point where we see WWE working with more companies, more wrestling companies, in the future?
3: Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not necessarily sure how that correlates, but you know, look, we're open to business. We've said a million times on on things. Um, you know, Vince has been very. Adam into that, right? Open for business. What's best for business for the WWE and open to working with whoever that is. I mean, uh, you know, I, I, it's a funny thing that um, people sometimes create their own situations in their head, but that it's it's not shocking. First of all, I hadn't heard the, the Jericho thing today, but it's not shocking to me in any way, shape, or form. People made comments uh, about, about you know, people after they leave, and oh, they received a, a nice call from Vince or whoever that is. Yeah, yeah, it's not shocking to me at all. It's not the, the, the perception and the creation of what people believe in their heads when they have zero knowledge of it. You know, personally, um, is amazing. Sometimes uh, the fantasy world that is created, um, not shocking to me in any way.
2: Thank you. Yes, sir. Mike Johnson of TW Insider. Hey, Paul, how are you? Hey, Mike, how are you doing? I'm hanging in there. So we've got a, a unique situation this week with TakeOver Stand and Deliver in that it's on two different nights. The first night's on the USA Network. I was curious um, – what the differences were in how you strategized and planned out the show based on the show appearing on two different platforms, especially with first night, uh, you're going to have to deal with commercial breaks and things of that nature. Um, So give us an idea of, of how you and the team approached this show and how you broke it down and what you wanted to put on each night and how you wanted to get across what you'd like to accomplish, given how different this is from any takeover that we've seen dating back to the beginning of the WWE network. Uh, yeah, it is.
3: You know, there's obviously a lot more to break down, right? Ten matches from five, and how do you want that to lay out? And in essence, it's almost like two takeovers um, happening within two days of each other. One being on USA, again uh, with with commercial potential commercial breaks. One being on Peacock, and and also simulcast at the same point in time on Peacock, where there won't be those breaks. Um, so you have to approach it differently. And then the second night, obviously, exclusively Peacock and the network. So the the, the, the break situation is totally different. Um, you know, that said, from our standpoint, as far as the layout and the flow of the match, there's a, a nuance to that. And to me, I feel like almost a, an artwork to that in a way when you do it right of, of the flow of the, the matches and the show and what feels right and, you know, uh, keep the energy up without wearing everybody out and, and getting them to a point where they're, you're, you know, they're missing the, you know one of the matches takes place and people are just burnt or whatever. Uh, so there's a, definitely an artwork to that. As far as the commercial standpoint on the Wednesday night goes, it's still a process that we're working through. You know, in some manner, this is a new partnership for us and trying to figure out the, the split of how we're working USA Peacock um, and a live event is um still a work in progress and, and modest opinion will probably be, a, be a, a mild work in progress uh at 7:59 on wednesday <laughs> um <laughs> we'll be we'll be uh, we'll be figuring out exactly but you know as always the intent is to give the best event possible and the intent will be in every way possible whether watching on peacock or whether watching on usa to have as minimal disruption and uh, uh, be able to deliver a product in a way that you can enjoy it without, you know, too much frustration of of the business side of it coming into play, that meaning the commercials, you know.
2: All right. Well, I hope you don't have to put out a lot of fires on Wednesday night. And it's a smooth broadcast for you. And uh, thank you for the time. Me
3: too. Thank you very much, Mike. I look forward to uh, talking to you.
2: Thank you, sir. And next we'll hear from Christian Bruns of Power Wrestling. Yes, hi, Paul. How are you? So um, as a follow-up on what Mike just said, on a, on a personal level, of course, we have now been in this pandemic for a year. You were part of the first McDonald's performance center, and now the two-day takeover, and fans returning at a large scale at Mania. So personally, I guess it's been very challenging and, and a unique format like you've never had before next week. So how you like approaches this special WrestleMania week on a personal level? Yeah. You know, it's,
3: um, if you would have gone back just a few years ago, WWE did an ad that uh, was basically put out there to thank fans. And it was Daniel Bryan coming out on a stage and doing the yes chant with no fans there. Um, and and how weird that was, right? And and how odd, and we were basically thanking fans for being, you know, the the special component of WWE that makes it so great, right? Is is our WWE universe fan base that tunes into everything. It was almost unthinkable that there would be shows without people in them, and then we here we are a few years later. Um, I, I don't know that we could could be any more excited than we are to be able to bring fans back into the arena. Un- unlike any other sport or anything else, everything we do is geared towards the, the WWE Universe, our fan base, and and you know everything we do is for them. Every nuance that the in-ring performers do, every motion that they make is to get a reaction from those fans that are in attendance um, and watching around the world, and, and the ones that are in attendance are the ones that are guiding and driving what you do. I think you probably most of you read an interview or saw an interview with edge the other day where he said, D- it's so weird to go into WrestleMania and not really know what to expect reaction wise, you know? Um, and, and we used to have that in the past certain places where you would go, where certain towns, they would boo a performer and in other towns they would, that guy couldn't be any more of a babyface. Um, it, it's just a weird time, but the excitement level of bringing our fans back on any level and, you know, for me personally, it's everything I'm optimistically. I am just, I'm just cautiously, let's just say it this way. I'm cautiously excited about it. And, and I hope that we can, uh, begin to get fans back to everything we do, we can begin to normalize the world for everybody as far as, you know, from what we do from an entertainment standpoint and do that as safely as possible to be able to, for our performers, our staff or everybody else, to safely do what we do, to safely have fans be able to come in and watch it and, and enjoy it and go back to, to normal life in some manner it would be the best uh, best thing ever. But, uh, it's, it, you know, you, you want to be cautiously optimistic about it and make sure that you're doing everything possible to keep everybody safe.
1: Subscribe to
0: Facebook. Yeah, hopefully
2: this will be an important step in, in being, getting back to a normal life. But looking forward to a couple of long nights over here in Germany next week. So thank you.
0: Leave us a thumbs up. Thank
3: you very much.
2: And our next up. question will come from James of Barcelone of Miami Herald. Yeah, thank you, Paul. Hey, I'm curious. Hey, I'm curious because there's a couple brothers. Abel Stevenson, Bobby Stevenson. Abel just won NCAA title. He's trying out for the US Olympic team. And from what I read, he's in, Bobby, the, tri- he's the, the-,
3: he's in the he's in the trials right now, today and tomorrow.
2: Today and tomorrow, yes. By the way, I'm Peacock and NBC Sports. <laughs> but, uh, but Paul, what are your thoughts of Gable and also of Bobby, his brother? And do you see this as possibly a Steiner Brothers' that Steiner Brothers 2.0? Uh, um,
3: well, it's funny you mention the Steiner Brothers. We've also got uh, uh, Bronson Rick Steiner's is uh, in the PC now. And uh, when you talk about how big of uh, an athletic prowess on both the Snyder brothers uh, back in the day and, and the level of stud athletes that they were. Uh, the, nut, the nut didn't fall far from the tree on that one, Brunson's a stud, let me tell you that. Um, he's going to be something special. But as far as the, the Gable and, and his brother go, you know, they're the two, two incredible athletes um, looking forward to working with both of them uh, if that's what the future brings. They're both uh, great, not only from athletic performance, in-ring standpoint, great human beings, great kids, great people, um, and, and you really want to see those people succeed. Um, you know, Gable is uh, – his brother's a little bit further down the pipeline with us, but, like, his, Gable's, uh, as you mentioned, got the uh, Olympic trials now and then will be prepping more than likely for the Olympics. Um Going forward so he's got a lot on his plate and uh, a lot riding on uh, his future and, and, and uh, he's going to be very successful in whatever he decides to do. So um, they're, they're, they're an exciting duo that's for sure. And and again, best thing in the world, great just great people.
2: Thank you. And next we'll hear from Alistair McGeorge of Metro UK. Hi, Paul. How's it going? Great. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. I wanted to kind of ask you about Omos, who obviously is going to make his in-ring debut at WrestleMania. He's come through the PC, but is, I guess, relatively an unknown commodity for fans, having bypassed NXT television. So what do you think fans can expect there? And having sort of worked with him, how do you see his potential?
3: Um, so he's a sponge, you know, um, When when you're... When you're as big as he is and unique as he is, um, the, the spotlight is bright, right? And, and, uh, and people just can't wait to see what you can do. So you have to be cautious with it and how you do it. Um, hopefully we're giving him just enough to chew on at each moment in time that it works wonderfully. He's got a bright future. Again, just a, just a quality person. Great guy. Great um, Humble, just loves what he's doing. Couldn't be happier. Um, he's one of those just success stories that I just, when I see him, it makes he makes me smile. You know, uh, he's just one of those guys, um, and you just want to see him succeed. And again, when you're that big, he, he's an incredible athlete. Um, th- this takes a long time. What we do, WWE superstars, not uh, not something that you you know, sort of open up the door and walk in and, Hey, there you are. Uh, Even people that have been doing it for a long time, you know, uh, it it just takes a while and and your improvement is consistent and constant. And then you get to a level where you succeed um, and people think that took a long time or they, they think, why didn't they do it sooner because they weren't ready yet. But he's, he's, um, he's a sponge for it. He works really, really, really Mm -hmm. hard. And so the the thing is, it's funny that people just see what he does on TV. So they see him the one time a week on TV or whatever. They don't see him in the gym still at the PC. Uh, they don't see him in the ring at the PC. They don't see him training every day still uh, to be to be something special. So he, he's, he's putting in the effort. He is, uh, like I said, a sponge and just really is one of those Hard-working, hard work ethic people that is is putting in the effort to to really be good at this, and I think he will be, and um, and you're going to get to see that firsthand at Mania, that uh, that uh, you know, he, he's he's not just the big dude standing there. He's he's going to uh, I think he's going to shock a lot of people.
2: And next we'll hear from Michael Morales-Torres of Lucha Libra Online. Hey, Paul. How are you doing today? Good, Mike. How are you? everything good here in Puerto Rico. First of all, thank you for your time. Uh, Just wanted to ask, we've seen recently in the main roster uh, crossover stars from other uh, other industries like Bad Bunny, for example. Uh, We're going to see uh, Logan Paul as well. On SmackDown and highly probable at WrestleMania because he stated on his podcast. So regarding NXT, uh, is adding uh, cross lover superstars from other d- industries a possibility in order to engage a bigger audience? Yeah,
3: I think uh, I think you know you saw we did it last year with Pat McAfee. Um, I think you see that there's always opportunities to do. You know the one offs or the, the things here, especially when it's with somebody that really loves what we do and is engaged. To me, when it's like that, when it's Bat Bunny, and you know, I've, I've, I've watched fans sometimes that say, oh, I wish these celebrities would stay out, or you know, well, first time he takes a bump, he's going to run away crying, or something like that. Now, What they don't get is he's been at the performance center for the last three or four months training every day. He moved himself. He wanted to do this. He moved himself to Orlando. He's been there every day working, I mean, hard. So, you know, he's, he, I would say he's earned my respect um, on every level. And, you know, I, I had respect for him for what he does but he's learned my respect in what we do. It takes a lot to go through what we do. Not everybody wants to do it. Not everybody wants to work hard. They want the moment, but they don't necessarily want to do the work that requires you to get there or put in the effort uh, to, to live up to the, to the role and to the people that you're going to be working with. He's done all of it. So to me, that's impressive. Pat McAfee's another guy that like just next level of athlete, Uh, And you saw it in the few times that he, that he worked with us. scheduling for him is always the issue with us, but uh, you saw it. And, and, you know, Pat's continuing with us has uh, a lot of things he's going to do with us in the future. And it's very bright future, but, but his in-ring stuff, you know, was second to none because he worked so hard at it. And for me, if you have passion for what we do and passion for what we do in the ring and you're willing to work hard to get there, then, then great. Let's go. Um, and if we can do that in NXT or we can do that in Raw and SmackDown, um, phenomenal. And, and having that platform where others can come in and do stuff, uh, you'll, you'll definitely see that. You'll definitely see more crossover stuff, both from Raw, from SmackDown, and from NXT. So um, it's always good when you can do that and engage people from the outside
2: perfect thank you so much for your time sir and great and good luck on nxt sound deliver thank you very much alex mccarthy of talks hey alex hi paul how you doing
3: i'm good man how are you
2: very good thank you thank you for the time i'm really looking forward to next week
3: um i've
2: got a a left field question, funnily enough, because we just spoke about Omos, who's tagging with AJ Styles at WrestleMania. AJ Styles told me late last year he was pestering you, the same way he did the Undertaker for a WrestleMania match, man. And here we are; it's not happened this year. Um, did, did he pester you with those calls? How, how did you resist? Talk us through it. <laughs> he
3: did. He, he pestered with me every time I saw him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he would. He would. Uh, he would ask me about it and ask me about my schedule. And I, I you know, it's and funny as we got closer, it Just, it's, uh, man, I, I've said this before, getting ready for WrestleMania is a different thing. And the older you get, the harder it gets. Doing this once a year, once every couple of years, especially now is, is not an easy task. And, um, you know, you try to stay in the best shape you can, but that's not WrestleMania shape. And it's a different thing. So when when he very first came to me, I said, man, I'm not going to tell you no, to be honest with you personally. I'd love to work with you. And, uh, you know, at this point you could carry me to something. So, um, you know, I'd love it. And so the the personal side of it, the athlete side of it, the the performer side of it would, would love nothing more. The reality of it is, I am not going to have the, the bandwidth or the availability schedule wise to be able to pull that off. And then he would come to me like every week or every other week when I would see him and say, how's that bandwidth coming? You know, (laughs) you're going to be able to make this happen. And I would say, it's not going to happen. You know, and I, look, I'm flattered by that. And I really am and humbled by it, but um, I wish, I wish I had the bandwidth to do it and I'm not saying I won't do it in the coming year. Um, if it's right and everybody believes that it's what should be done. I'm at a point where, to me, the in-ring stuff is bonus. Uh, You know, it's funny. Flair calls me all the time to tell me, you've got to get back in the ring. You've got to go to WrestleMania. You have to have that closure. You have to do this, you know whatever retirement match or do all this stuff. And it's, um, there's a part of me that wants to do it. Then there's just a part of me and it's a bigger part right now that just goes, man, I'm, I am so busy 24 seven that you try to even contemplate having to train, uh, in way I would want to train and get in shape. And, and, and by in shape, I don't mean look, I mean, in shape ring wise. So you don't embarrass yourself when you get in there. At 52, you know, um, it's, it's a lot of work, and I, I don't know that I have. I'm not afraid of the work. If I could make more hours in the day, I could find time to do it. It's just, uh, it's just the, the time, you know. I'll,
2: I'll hold out hope, Paul. I'll hold out hope. Uh, I'm looking forward to next week, Alan. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right, folks, we have time for one more question. And we'll hear from Connor Casey of comicbook.com. Hey, Thank Paul, God. I appreciate you doing it. I'm sorry. Hey, man. Um, I-, I wanted to ask about the, uh, the move from Wednesdays to Tuesdays. Uh, the show, when NXT had to go, undergo a few changes when making that initial jump off the network on the USA. Now that you guys are moving, how would you rate the 18 months you spent on
3: Wednesday nights? Uh, very successful. You know, for me, we went from a very small platform of the network with a lot of buzz outside of it to uh, jumping to USA from one hour to two hours from pre-taped to live to um, everything in between and, and, you know, talent call-ups and talent moving and injuries and pandemics and (laughs) you name it. In the course of that period of time, I'm incredibly proud and happy of what we've done with the brand. And, um, you know, the, the opportunity is right now. When, when we first did it, it was about maintenance, maintenance of a, a, a consistent time slot, day of the week in time, uh, so that people could find what they, what they were used to finding, even in that, that smaller uh, group. Now we've established a consistent uh, viewership. Uh, you know, the, the the viewership over the the period of time. I think it, it's in the 850,000 a week. Uh, you know, obviously we just renewed multi-year deal. The network is very happy. Um, the the ability to jump the peacock and have more visibility for our larger 10 goal event our takeovers and, uh, and, and things and, and be able to, to create more interest in the product in that manner, it's all for the right reasons. The Tuesday lead-in from Monday night of the promotion from Monday night to Tuesday is going to be great for us. It's, it's all good. And it is, to be honest, if you would have asked me um, a year and a half or, or whatever it was, hey, how would you see this going? I would see it going about what it is now you know the ability to establish a fan base and then decide the best place to put it but establishing that fan base in a consistent time slot was where it was at
2: so you know as far as
3: as far as further changes you you make them every week it's it's constantly um, constantly looking at what you do to try to give fans the best possible shows not just in that moment because that is a funny thing you nobody writes they don't write game of thrones and go how do you give them the greatest episode possible every single week you have to build the things you have to build long term you have to think long term and that's going to ebb and flow in what the episodes themselves look like it's all about long term it really is and and uh it's hard for people to, to garner, but, but I, I think we're, we're on the exact path I would like to be on. All right.
2: Thank you, Paul. Thanks Ben. All right, everybody that wraps up this conference call, I'll turn things back over to Paul for some closing comments. I appreciate everybody being here. Um,
3: I know, as, uh, I mentioned earlier, there's another press event that we will do with the talent, um, from stand and deliver, um, You'll get more information from uh,
2: PR yeah, about that.
3: Out. They'll be connecting with you on questions and how, how that will all work. So we'll be getting with you on that. And um, with that said, I look forward to the spectacular event next weekend, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. And I look forward to connecting with you all in these calls after those shows and, uh, and just um, seeing what everybody thought. And uh, other than that, stay safe and healthy and uh, we will talk soon thank you very
2: much thanks everybody take care
0: visit surfshark.deals/fightful and use the code fightful 83% off and 3 free
1: months